Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey everyone and welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm really excited for you to be here with me today because I want to talk about a topic that is very dear to my heart. It's something that I have certainly seen as one of the greatest evolutions of Tanya and I would say something that I've really worked on transforming in my life. As a younger person, and I've spoken about this before, I don't know, everything was a battle. When I was married, everything was a battle. It was a competition. My ex-husband was very competitive and I turned into that very competitive person. But more than that, I turned into this person that always had to be right. You know, I would argue, I would always have the last word. Pretty tough to sort of be saying now out loud because it was not nice. You know, I look back and there's so much that I didn't know, but I thought I knew. And the greatest thing I've discovered is the more you actually know, the less you actually know. Because the more questions that you have answered, then the more questions there is. So I've become this person that is really chalk and cheese to who I was in my 20s and 30s because I've come to understand that I know nothing. I simply know nothing. But I've also come to understand that the person that looks back at me from my mirror every day is growing and evolving and doing her damnedest to be better than she was the day before. And part of that growth and evolution really comes back to being honest with yourself and understanding where you can do better, where you are, you know, let's say weakest at points, where you could be changing some of your habits, some of the things that you do without really knowing that you do it and being aware of the things that sort of pull you down. And an easy way to sort of get you to understand what I'm talking about is when we look in the mirror, it's easy to see that sometimes someone will say something about you and you will not want to accept it because you do not want to believe that it's true. And throughout this podcast, what I want you to discover is that it's 
okay, it really is okay to say that you're not perfect, to say that you need to transform, to say that you need help. Because it's when you have the courage of your convictions to actually put your hand up and say that you're not perfect, that's where all of the growth really happens. So if I go through my list that I have here on my notepad, because I just wrote or jotted down some ideas, I want you to ask yourself some of these questions. Now, are you a person that is always late or are you always on time? Do you argue or do you often give in? Are you always right and never wrong? Are you good with money or are you always broke? And do you hide from your problems or do you attack them head on? Are you fearful or are you hopeful? Do you put things off or do you do them straight away? Are you messy or are you clean? Each and every one of those questions, like there's an opposite to each of them, most of us would like to think that we take the higher ground. Most of us would like to think we do the right thing. But when I go through this list, I can tell you, are you late or always early? I used to be probably always late. That showed that I didn't respect the people that I was either meeting or I didn't respect the people I was going to because I thought I was more important, possibly. Am I always early now? Spot on, I am always early. If anything, I strive to be early because I want to be there and because I I want to be aware of what's going on in my environment before I get to some place. If I'm having a Zoom meeting, I'm always normally on it a few minutes before the time starts. Like I do those things on purpose because it's a habit I wanted to get into. Do you argue or do you give in? Now, depending on the relationship that you've been in, if you don't like conflict, in a lot of cases, you might have given in. And when I was in my marriage... I started off just always arguing because I felt like I just, I wasn't being hurt. And if you've got a friend or that person in your life that always talks over you, the reason that they talk over you is because they don't feel like they've been heard. So they feel like they have to quickly say what's on their mind or they might forget it. Or if they don't talk over you before you've finished your sentence, um, they'll quickly get their point across. And all of those things go back to our behaviours from childhood or how we've evolved in our relationship. But it's something that can certainly change because I used to argue all of the time. For God's sake, I argued about arguing. And the thought of giving in meant that he was winning. And even if I had no idea what we were talking about, I would just make it up. Today... I don't argue or give in because I've learned that by listening to what other people say, I really don't have to have an opinion. I can be 
of this world, but I don't need to be in the nitty gritty of the drama. So I don't need to be involved in all of the political talk about COVID or what's going on. I don't need to be watching on Facebook while people post all of their opinions. I don't need to be in any of that because if I'm in it, I take on all of that energy and emotion and I don't want that. So I choose to be of the world, not in it. And I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to give in because I really, in most cases, don't have an opinion on of a subject. And if someone, you will have heard me say this before, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to leave the room and find another room because it's you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So those people that have something to teach you, you shouldn't be arguing or giving in you should just be listening and then are you good with money or always broke so in my previous life I was always broke personally broke if I think about it so we bought in good money from our business but I would have money in my wallet because back then it was a lot of cash and I would have to spend every cent in that wallet because what I thought is if I purchased something, it would make me feel better. So if I bought something for the kids or bought something for my ex-husband and I provide happiness to them, it would fulfill a happiness in me for even a short period of time. And I can honestly say I was always broke. Well, well personally broke. Not as a couple, we weren't until, you know, obviously our relationship broke down. But personally, I would spend money to fulfill a need to be happy. And a lot of women do that. A lot of women think that they've got to have the best, you know, handbag, the best shoes, the latest of everything. And by doing that, it will make them feel happy. The problem being happiness starts on the inside not externally and not from products or anything like that. Possessions don't make you happy. You make you happy. And this was by far one of my greatest lessons because ask yourself, when you go and buy something, do you buy something because you want to save money? Do you buy something because you're going to make money from whatever it is that you're buying? These two different ways of looking at money tell you how you think. So if you want to save money, so you want to search and find the cheapest TV out there, then what would happen is you're the sort of person that wants to try and have a surplus of money. So if I can save some money here, what that means is I might have a little bit more in my back pocket that I can spend on something else or maybe even save. But when it comes to investing money or I want to buy something because I'm going to make money from it, you have a different sort of mindset. So I went from that I want to save money and I would barter for everything to now when I purchase something, I purchase it because it's going to make me wealthier in the long run. So I'm happy to have a loan or have debt if I know that I've got good debt because it's building wealth for me. So my mindset on those two subjects have completely changed. And then 
the next question I ask you was, do you hide from your problems or do you attack them head on? Now, in my corporate life, one would have been seen as being reactive compared to proactive. So do you like to react once everything has gone bad or do you like to prevent it from going bad? And many people will leave everything until it's completely out of control and then put their hands up in the air and go, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And this may be you, but then they often say, I don't know how I found myself in this position. And I've been there. So everything I'm talking about right now, that was the old me. I would just, how the hell did I get to this position? I don't even know how I got here. But here I was. Today, I don't do that. Today, I make sure I'm in front of everything that is happening in my life. I want to attack every problem I have head on. So, for instance, I would hide from bills years ago. And today, if I get something in an email that says, oh, you owe money, I will pay that bill before the due date. Recently, I got a letter from one of my properties from the body corporate saying that they were um, giving my details to a, a credit collector because I hadn't paid my property management fees. And I opened it up and the first thing I do is quickly get on the phone and I don't ask to talk to the receptionist or to the person that I normally talk to. I go straight to the top. And I said to them, I've just received this email that's that's telling me that you're giving my details to a credit company because I haven't paid my account. Now, this is completely, or I'm completely unaware of this. Can you please explain a little bit more? Anyway, it turned out that it was as simple as a mistake with a new staff member and they hadn't allocated a payment that I'd made many months earlier to my account. But years ago, I kid you not, I would have gone to bed, I would have worried sick about it, I would have worried about, oh my goodness, they're going to come and get me, they're going to take away my house, like there's some big guy's going to come banging on my door. Like, you've been there, had all these awful thoughts. But today I control as much as I possibly can in my life. I control my payments. I make sure I've paid everything on time. So when it comes to, you know, these sorts of things, I'm not scared to ring up and have a conversation. This is the greatest lesson that I could teach you is rather than ignoring the problem, attack it head on. Because even if you owe money to businesses by just ringing them and having a conversation, that's all they want. They just want to hear from you. They just want to know that you're aware of the problem and you can go into a payment plan. You can do, you know, anything. They can't force you to pay when you don't have the money to pay. But if you ring up and say, I'm happy to pay $20 a week or, you know, whatever you can possibly afford, what you're doing, you're showing incentive and businesses like that. 
So please do that. If you feel right now you're in a financial pitfall, ring up the people that you owe money to and just ask them what is possible. Can I go into a plan with you? But don't go to bed at night worrying sick about what could happen like I used to do. And then the next question I asked you was, are you fearful or hopeful? And I'm incredibly hopeful, incredibly hopeful. We are such lucky people. The simplest things in life bring me the simplest joy. Took me a long time to learn this lesson as well, but it's certainly, certainly gratitude makes a difference every day to people. If every day you can think of the simplest things that make you happy, it can make such a difference. And then are you messy or are you clean? Because how you do one thing, my friends, is how you do everything. So when I'm working with a client, I know exactly the sort of person they are by some of these questions. I can work out how they operate. So let's assume that we all have an operating system inside of our head. The answers to a lot of these questions will tell me how a person thinks and if they run away from their problems or if they attack them. We don't want to be always on the back foot. We want to be moving forward. So out of this podcast, what I'd really like you to do is be honest with yourself. Really, really, for the first time, give yourself this gift. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself these questions again. And if you can do better, then be better. If you can do better just by changing a habit that you've got or what's known as a meta program, you could have a whole different life because a lot of these negative things that I used to do, they certainly were leading me to a place in life that I didn't want to go to. Like now, it annoys me to think that I was so ignorant that I wasn't even prepared to listen. And I've said this before. One day my mum just said to me, I want the old Tanya back. And that was like the slap across the face that I needed to wake up and say it's time to grow up and stop being so childish and always competing um, with your husband. And it was also that moment that I knew I had to leave because my behaviours and my me as a person had changed so much I wasn't a nice person anymore. Today, I'm, I, I'll be honest, like I'm really proud of who I am and I strive every day to be better, to try harder. And by no means, I am far from perfect. I've got a long way to go, a hell of a long way to go. But the difference is, like I said before, I know nothing. So because I know nothing, every little bit of new information I learn makes me a better person. And I'm so open to what anyone else can teach me because other people's lessons just make me a better person. So hopefully, my friends, there's been some insight here for you because if you are going through a separation, there is no doubt that the mud from your ex has rubbed off on your white suit 
And if you've never heard me talk about the white suit before, I talk about it with my clients. If you imagine that your ex is covered in mud, they've rolled around in mud everywhere and you're standing there in a freshly pressed, beautifully clean, sparkling white suit and they walk up and hug you. What happens is all of their mud ends up all over your white suit. And that's what happens when we take on other people's habits and in a lot of cases, you know, well, not a lot of cases, that's not true, but you can start to discover that you're taking on the person that you're living with, you're taking on their bad points and the things that really aren't important to you, but all of a sudden you've taken them over because let's be honest, that's how you have had to survive the relationship. But now that you're moving on, it's time to, you know, take the white suit off, get rid of the mud and become the real person that you were always meant to be. Get rid of all of the bad points, all of the things that haven't made you happy, all of the things that have kept you tied down. But when you look in the mirror today, I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to ask yourself some of these questions and really address the ones that you can fix. All right, my darlings, it's so lovely to talk to you again today and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.